Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 431. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we have got lots of football to talk about tonight. Nobody's believing this shit, are they? Uh, okay, yeah, we, we got some football to talk about, honestly. there's There are things that are making the news that we can talk about uh, other than COVID-19, but we'll probably talk a little bit about that because we really don't know what's happening with our season yet, and we can talk about crazy, stupid, idiot people and uh, Canadians pretending to be Americans, and uh, yeah, anyhow, okay, 25,000 Americans dead so far, sometimes that's just, never mind, uh, I, I just get, don't, don't say things like that. You'll get hate mail, CJ. Okay. So anyhow, what's going on in the world with you guys? Self-isolation, I hope. Stay at home. Stay away from people. Don't go visit neighbors. Don't go visit family. Stay away from grandma. Right? There's a couple of things out there. Just don't do it. And uh, so anyhow, we're going to talk some football right now. So I'm going to open up the mics. I got nothing to talk about. There's no rant for me. I really lost interest in most of these this shit so um uh open the mics up straight across the board welcome to the show charles how you doing brother hello i'm doing all right living in solitary confinement and so on right now it is what it is you're getting used to it yeah that's all you you can do right now and we were talking to will before and he said that he's not even missing sports and you know you just it's the new norm and is the new norm going to be acceptable? I don't know, you know. And, you know, uh, Kelly Bale keeps putting up uh, this uh, concept of things and doing this, that, and everything else. Um, he's he's concerned about something called the boomerang effect. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's um, – it's where you get this this virus goes away and we've got it under control and it's very small and then we go we go oh let's go to football games and then we got a whole, whole everybody at the football mm-hmm. game and then everybody at the football game all gets uh, this disease and and all of a sudden the cases escalate again because we weren't uh, paying attention properly. Um, well, I and, have heard that uh, people talking about that uh, that. Uh, the, there might be more than one wave of this. It might go uh, look like it's gone, and then all of a sudden come back. If that's a possible, and, and, and it and it will happen like that, simply because it, it, you can't contain it. It's it's just going to go on, and you know, and everybody says, well, there will be no mass meetings, mass groups until we have max vaccination. Vaccination. The flu does that sometimes too, by the well, way. Well, like. Fuck off with your vaccinations already. I'm not taking one, even though that I'm at massive risk for this stupid virus. I, you're not going to pump shit into my veins because you think it's a good idea. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm just not 
going to do it. I don't do vaccinations ever. It's wrong. Um, I think I'm going to get some hate mail on that one. Pretty good. Pretty close. Pretty close. Okay. Uh, William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. And now my friend Neil Crow will never like me because he thinks I'm a vaccine hater, vaccine hater just like you. No, I am. Okay. I am. I'm 100% anti-vaccine. And I, I'm not against vaccines. Don't get me wrong, because nobody really is against vaccines. Did you get vaccinated? Did you get vaccinated? Uh, I did when I was child? younger, but I did not do it to my children. Okay? Right. Okay. Um, I okay. had no choice when I was young. My parents forcefully made, made this you. happen to me. Yeah. Right? Well, I, did, I wasn't yeah. an asshole parent. Didn't, I didn't do it to my children. Um, if they want to do it, then they can. They have the, the they have the ability and, and and choice to get vaccinated against these silly diseases uh, when their body and mind is properly developed. Not pounding these small little itty bitty babies with a whole pile of toxins, which isn't fair to anybody. Okay, so anyhow, uh, why did you put up a picture of you wearing a skirt? Well, you got to read the story above it. Okay? you got to read, too. Put your glasses on and read. Okay? Because that is proof That is proof positive that it is my buddy. So, hmm. anyways, that was, uh, you know, a pretty good I, look I don't know which one then. was you. I'm the guy with the glasses, Christopher. The guy with the glasses. Oh, Jesus, really? Isn't it obvious, Christopher? Come on. Yeah, I've always got, been the tall guy. I've always got, been the tall got, guy. I, I'm pretty sure he's got a tattoo on his neck that says "Nerds are us." Uh, no, sorry, did I say that loud? Okay. Well, no. Yes, I was. I was. I was a whole bunch of a nerd. Okay, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Just and I. Yeah, when and you're I'm in cadets wearing a skirt, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm quite proud of that. Sorry, just so you know. And yeah. notice, I'm holding a big gun too, with a knife on the end of it too, eh? Yes, I have big guns with knives on them, too. Some of them are actually Russian. Um, you got to be retarded to give a 15-year-old kid a big gun with a sticker on the end of it, okay? <laughs> I have to agree with that. He thinks he's tough. He thinks he's tough, okay? Even yeah, with that yeah. 12-year-old kid smile on his face. Anyways. Okay, okay. Yes, Let's. Uh, uh, Mark. Go. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Will, you got some pretty nice lights there, buddy. Yeah, I know. Not bad for a young guy. Eh? They're real. You only see about three inches of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> it those was the, big it was, ass socks. It was the, with the, sev- furry it was the, the 70s, top. Christopher. You weren't allowed to show a lot of leg, okay? Yeah. Do you do you um, play the bagpipes too? I I used to. Yes, Charles, I did. Now, I actually wanted to play. Look, Play the bagpipes. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. It just how yeah, to so annoy people really quickly. Thing, by the way, huh? What's that? I just said that's not a bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. By the way, I what? Was just, so play uh, the bagpipes? Oh, I think it, yeah. it would just piss off the neighbors immensely. And I haven't, and I haven't touched them in thirty years. So, hmm. do you still have them? Uh, probably not. I have to go digging around my garage. So, I can get you a set if you'd like. 
yeah, I, you know I, what? I, you know what? I would love them. I would love a set. I would go up to the top of my mountain here and make rude noises. And I, I, I would probably find some moose that wants to mate with me. Mark, that was the... That- Mark, that was the pre-smoking years. I probably don't have the wind anymore. Just saying. Probably not. So. How's the weather out west? Right now, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's minus fucking 15 with the wind chill here right now. Oh, thank you, Jay. 25 degrees difference. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's raining here right now. It's raining here right now, and then I think we're supposed to be 12 for the rest of the week. Yeah, I so think I we're can, getting that I can next live week. With 12. I can live with 12. You know, it's bad enough that really I can't go anywhere, so I go for walks. Well, it's too fucking cold to go for a walk. Well, and and yep. you know what? I can live with this whole pandemic right through the summer as long as I get to sit in my backyard. I'm good. Yep. That I can agree with. I'm good. So, there you go. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Tomorrow's Wednesday, right? It's going to be 12 degrees and 16, 18, 12, 17, 17, 13. Uh, night temperatures are around, oh, plus three, plus four. Sunny and 18 here today, just saying. Huh. Well, we're supposed to get warm by Friday. It's supposed to be 10, but then it drops to, like, two the next day. I love living on the prairies. I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people would do it. Just, you know, just, I'm just, don't know. Yeah, I get it, I get it. What's that, Will? That? Yeah. I, I, I can I I can I can blame that on on uh, being young and stupid. That's why I lived in the prairies till I was twenty five. Okay. You still live in the prairies, you asshole. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Not even close. Not even close. Excuse me, people. So, is Alberta not a prairie province? I, I always thought Alberta, I thought Saskatchewan, Manitoba Alberta, Saskatchewan, were Manitoba. Pretty, yeah, pretty much prairie provinces. So if you're in Alberta, you're on the prairies. So last time I checked the map, Calgary was in Alberta. Yes. I'm, I'm you're just right. saying. But, but if you drive an hour west of Alberta or Calgary, you will get on prairie like lands, okay? Yeah, Just you so get you like know. BC land. No, you get Banff, Alberta and Canmore, Alberta. It might as well be in BC. Like it's cl- no, no, it, it resembles it BC a lot enough, more than it does Alberta anywhere. It was smart enough never to move that far, okay? And, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't really appalled this weekend when they threatened to Close the BC border. I was going to have a celebration and a party. That means if we can't go there, they can't come here. Okay, I'm good with those Alberta people out. Oh, we got to keep those goddamn Albertans out of our parks and 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 
recreation facilities over here in BC. And Flatlanders are everywhere. It's just a lot of those BC people can't afford things, and the Albertans have to come and buy them. And then the BC people put a tax on them, and they sell them back to BC and leave. Makes sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me at all. But, oh well, that's just us. Let's talk about football and not about stupid shit. Are you sure? I'm You want to talk football? You guys want to talk football? Really? Okay. We don't have Phil on board here, do we? No. Mm, I don't see him. It doesn't look like it. Okay. So let's talk some CFL football. The first thing on the agenda is the XFL. How the fuck does that make sense? Okay. Well, it does impact the CFL. How? Uh, You could see players. Well, you've already seen a few players come up north, so it could. Less competition. The XFL has folded. Now, I don't. Is this a permanent thing? Are we sure that this is a permanent thing? Or. Yeah, they've I mean, actually they've, declared bankruptcy and everything. Really? Okay. Yep. So, how how does this happen after like six football games, six weeks of football, out of a ten week schedule? They didn't make it six uh-huh. weeks. Pretty much the same thing from the AAF a year ago. Almost identical timing and everything. So my question here is, why why do does why does why do CFL fans always think the sky is fucking falling when some Bush League league starts to start up and play football in America. There hasn't been a successful secondary league in America ever. Ever. Why do they think that the next best one is going to be successful? And what moron thought that Vic, Vince McMahon can do a better job this time than he did the last time? In fact, I think the last time he did better. It lasted longer, didn't it? They lasted a whole season. They lasted a whole yeah. season last time. Well, the thing is, Vince McMahon was not as hands-on this time as he was last time. Well, you would have thought that was, that was a good thing. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of wonder if NBC and that or whoever had the TV rights, I kind of wonder if they pulled out because of the pandemic. Well, you, but, it's possible. So, the okay, ratings were Okay, declining. so they do. So they, they do. What's the big deal? Why does the league fold? Well, I mean, if you have no one to broadcast your games, what's the point of playing the league? Well, there you is no game. You can't make any money that way. Well, that's true. Okay, there are no, but there, there are Does that mean that the CFL is declaring bankruptcy? The NFL is going to declare bankruptcy. Major League Baseball, NBA, they're all going to go bankrupt now because there's no games on TV. No, but they no they've run out tremendous bills. Uh, they're badly in. The, I think they owed something like two million dollars to Ticketmaster. There is a whole list of things uh, that these Trestman people. Owed. Is owed. Trestman is owed seven hundred. I think it's seventy-five. Something like that, but they owe a lot of money to a lot of people. <laughs> you know the good thing about this is, 
people like Jamie Elzondo are going to come back to uh, the CFL where they belong. Not for this year, though, even if there is a year. Unless unless people get fired, that is. Yeah, yeah, because we still don't know what the penalty is really for going over the coach's cap. You guys yeah. want to hear my opinion on the XFL? Sure, sure. will we Kate. do? I, I, I really hate. That's not people. an opinion. No, no. <laughs> yes, it is. I really hate people who, the minute any new football league comes along, they say it's gonna affect the CFL. Help mm-hmm. me out here, Christopher. How old is the CFL? Hundred and. Something like that, give or take a decade. 110 years. That's like, to me, that's like taking Ferrari and saying that Kia is going to overtake them, okay, in their first year. It's not going to happen. They're not comparable. Well, it's, it's just people have such a poor attitude towards the CFL, and they think it's a Bush League. And guess what? It keeps on going on. Okay? And it survived by everybody else fails. Absolutely. I, I, I think they they've finally discovered that there is no place I don't think for a fall or uh whatever you want to call a it, a wintertime football league, a spring it league. It doesn't work. There's no place for it. it just doesn't work. And They've I don't been know trying ever make since the work. days of the World Football League in the seventies, and they always fail in a yep. couple of years. It just doesn't so work. it just doesn't work. Have we people finally learned their lesson? Probably not. There'll probably be a new spring league that'll pop up two I, I, years I from mean, now. I mean, I wish people would listen to me for once, and they would realize that CFL football is the best football in the world. Period. End of story. But they insist on blah blah NFL blah blah AFL blah blah XFL. Just stupid. Just my opinion, Christopher. Have to agree with you. Will. an inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. If it's American, it has to be better. Oh, I don't know if you saw uh, uh, CJ, but Phil wants in now. No. If he can't come in okay. on time, why should we let him in? I mean, you like, know, seriously. And, you know, and here you go, guys. There was a time in my life when I thought the NFL was better than the CFL. You know why that was? Asshole. Media exposure? <laughs> no. Because on weekends, okay, I used to go to the bar, Okay. And I didn't go to CFL football games, and I didn't watch CFL football games because I was always at the bar. But my one recovery day was Sunday, and I used to lay on my couch and watch NFL all day long. And then as I got older and more sober, I realized that the best football there is is CFL. That simple. Hmm. Interesting. You know, if you think about it, and it says it in the article, if you think about it, the XFL defect 
the CFL in one in a couple of ways. One was the CFL actually raised salaries, and then there was a couple of rule changes. Yeah, they they rose salaries with the new CBA. Yeah, marginally, and no different than what they had before any other CBA. So that's not a product of the XFL. I'm not buying it. Where was the other one? What, what I think that would have changed? happened XFL or no XFL. What rules changed? The um, letting the players go to the NFL whenever, as soon as the season ended. But how's that an XFL? They brought that back in. Yeah. How 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 is that because of the XFL? Because of the competition for players. No. I don't know. They brought they I'm brought that to... back in because it's the right thing to do. Protectionism never works. Phil here, okay. I'm I'm actually gonna agree with Mark on his last point. Ah fuck off. <laughs> oh this is Good to hear you all you guys. Hi, Phil. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Sorry I'm late. Uh, of course, uh, COVID is changing all our lives and uh, is changing some of my responsibilities here as well with, uh, with care here at home. So I had thought I was going to be on right at 9, and next thing I know, it's quarter after. Hmm. Okay. So how can you agree with Mark? Just on that last point, uh, that uh, the competition for players, and it started with the year before with the AAF. Um, now all of a sudden we got a lot of younger CFLers, you know, talking about that other option, that extra little bit of leverage going on, and uh, and an and easy mark was the exit clause that had previously been in the one year plus an option deal in the CFL, and. There was, like, I'll agree with you, Chris. There's a good chance that would have come back anyway, but I believe the XFL was the, the like the final nail in the coffin for that that rule. Or for I, I don't that think it up. has anything to do with it. The, the the CFL Players Association wanted that back in. The mm-hmm. the, the the League of Governors or the um, Board of Governors realized that they had made a mistake by removing it. And that the players weren't happy with that. Now, because the AAF and the XFL were there, giving players an, a secondary option, was it something that may have sped it up? No, I don't think it was, because neither one of those was a viable alternative to the CFL. XFL wasn't paying their players more. Okay. Okay. You want to you want to um, change some rules to make the CFL better? It would be get rid of the double taxation. You know, it would be not CFL rules. It would be government rules that would make the CFL more desirable to players. But uh, right now, I, I don't think that that's that didn't that didn't make a difference. And, and in reality. What players did we lose to the XFL that made a difference? 
Who? None. None. Zero. None. None of our all-stars went down there. There was a couple of disgruntled people who couldn't, who thought that they were worth more than what anybody in the CFL was prepared to pay them. So they went down to another league to accept less money and then turn around and badmouth the CFL, Derek Dennis, and, and carry on. So, no, I'm sorry. I, I totally am just in a disagreement with the XFL changing the CFL. It didn't happen. I'd like to add to the tone that you, you presented already. The players we did lose were, were CFLers that were, are likely at the end of their CFL careers, right. including and, Derek and Dennis. S.J. Green. And Derek Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. You know? S.J. Green. And, and yeah, so it, it's kind of like BC Lion players trying to pull that extra year or two out uh, of their career and going to Saskatchewan. So, it, you know, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yep. Uh, anyhow. I'm trying not to pick on Saskatchewan too much tonight, Phil. Last time you hung up on me again. Yeah, there was a problem with my phone, I think. <laughs> you, something the matter with your phone every time I mentioned the 2009 breakup? Is that what you're talking sure. about? <laughs> Boom! There it goes. Phil's gone again. Okay. Let's move on. I don't give a shit about the XFL. It's toast. It's history. Again, XFL 2.0 is tanked down the toilet again. Um, And you know what? Bring it on. Bring me another league. Okay? Like, we're going to slap you down again. We are absolutely going to bitch slap you if you think that you're going to compete with the CFL, it's not going to happen. People better than you have already tried. Okay, so all we need to do now is just slap down Halifax. Ah, okay. Segment two. Anybody else have anything to add on XFL? Just a question. Uh, when you said people better than you have already tried, are you talking about the World League of American Football and Donald Trump? Yeah. No, that was USFL. Not that was USFL. USFL, yes. Vince McMahon and Donald Trump going head-to-head in football leagues. I would like to see that one. I just threw that in there for fun. Oh, We've of already seen a hair versus hair match with them, Christopher. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm moving on because I'm just sick of it. Several scenarios are being discussed for a CFL season. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that they're discussing some form of a CFL season because it would be a lot better than saying there will be no season, which is probably the where I'm leaning right now. But let's just say that we are getting an alternate season or an altered season. What scenarios are out there and which ones do you like the best? Well, there's a lot of talk about the Labor Day starting, starting football in Labor Day. Because really, come on, CFL doesn't really start playing till Labor Day, do they? There's no fans in the stadiums before Labor Day. Um Really, the first half of the season doesn't really count. Yes, it does, people. Day one. 
the football game in June on day one of the season is just as important as the football game on in week 21. Okay? It's still it's two always, points. All worth two points. <laughs> right? Except some of the games in, in, in week 21 don't matter anymore because you forgot to play in week one. If you played in week one, two, three, four, and five, it's a lot easier not to have to work so hard in week 18, 19, 20, and 21. Ask Calgary this. Don't start a season 0 and 11. Okay? Do it. It's not good for you. I don't care when Labor Day is. 0 and 11. Embarrassing. Charles, what scenarios do you see happening in this? What's that? Who started 0 and 11? BC did. BC who? Not this year, they didn't. Didn't they last year? What 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 they start out then? No, they were like one and nine, and then they got to like three and nine, and then they just collapsed. It wasn't better. It wasn't much I like, better. I like it Charles. He's an optimist. He's an optimist. Yeah, they, we had that. Remember, we had that one win where um, what's his yeah. face, the guy we brought back, Chris Rainey, stepped out of bounds. Man, what a win that was. Uh, yeah, but. Um, we may as well have started 0-11. It's not like it made a big difference. No, it is. It was so bad I don't even remember. Okay. Mm. There's one loss. One there's win. two losses. Yeah. There's three losses. There's oh, there was a win against Toronto in Week Four. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. And then we lost to Edmonton again. And then Saskatchewan. I hate it when Saskatchewan beats us tw- two, twice in a row. Terrible. You know you suck when Saskatchewan beats you. One of those wins was particularly ugly. Which one? The 38-25 to 25 or the 45-18? to 18? The 45-18, yeah. In week eight, what BC did really well, they didn't lose. That's because it was a bye week. It's a bye week. Okay. So, Charles, what are the different scenarios for the season happening this year? You educate us all on this, please. Well, right now there's uh, basically the first one is a season starting in July, uh, July 2nd. Uh, which would basically they would just cut the first four weeks off the existing schedule and basically start or first three weeks and start at week four. I mean, this is uh, extremely ambitious. I think everybody agrees with that. It's just not going to happen. The problem is, too, is that uh, Alberta and I believe Quebec and and I think even maybe Ontario have put laws in that there's going to be no large gatherings until, I believe, the end of August which means that they can't start in week four. Um, Now, obviously, there's some probably ways around that. Um, But, um, you know, you heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but the season is not starting July 2nd. Don't don't get your hopes up. It's not going to happen. The one we just talked about, the most likely scenario, I think, if we are going to have football, 
would be a season starting Labor Day, which would be it would basically sh- shorten the season to I believe uh, nine or ten week season, where you would play each team uh, once, whether it be home or away, and then that would put the Grey Cup still in November on the twenty second. Uh, so there's that one. Um, and then uh, the third option, the option nobody really wants to talk about or nobody is hoping for, is a full and complete cancellation of the 2019 season. 2020. Me, the 2020 season. We already had the Can we cancel season. the 2019? BC I, sucked and Winnipeg like won. There's no way. Yeah, so... I'm all over that. If we can do that, I'll stop bugging Phil out the 2009 Grey Cup. Right. Yeah. That would be nice. So those are the three main options being discussed. So uh, an early July start, a Labor Day start, or no start, and the season gets canceled. But those are kind of the I mean, obviously, depending on the situation, there could be other options. But those are the three most widely believed options that are being kind of mauled over at this time. So Mark goes and posts a picture of Strebler. Of course. What's that got to do with anything? That's just uh, for you, Christopher. Just for you. Legend, Canadian legend, Chris Strebler. You might want to get that. Don't forget that. Canadian right. legend, good lord. Okay. Who is that? That was that so, NFL uh, guy, that Arizona Cardinals guy, that said that. Shows what he knows yeah. about the CFL. Knows nothing about the CFL. We know that. We've already proved yeah. that. Okay, so uh, we've got a, a July second start of the CFL season. Extremely optimistic. In fact, not going to happen. Uh, personal opinion. We have a Labor Day start, which is September. Which uh, Montreal has put in a thing that says that there will be no sporting events at sporting all until September so that would justify a Labor Day start or allow one I don't know about the um, training camp though but we'll see what happens and um, and and then a total cancellation those are, are three options that you was there a fourth no those were the ones that were talked about in the article okay so uh If I was a betting man, I would say we're not going to have a season. Because in all honesty, Will, you're there. You don't like people. Yeah, I'm here. Would you Would you go to a Stampeders game and sit with a bunch of thousands of people all around you that you don't know where they went, they've been and they wash their hands? Well, I am current, currently developing um, full head-to-toe hazmat suits in CFL colors, okay? And I'm going to make a fortune, okay? So there you go. That's why I want the CFL season to happen because everybody so, wearing hazmat suits, and it'll be good. No, I... Uh, 
you know what? I I I would prefer, and and you guys are probably going to find this shocking. I would prefer that there is no season this year, because I am I am going to have a hard time convincing myself to go to a full stadium and watch football. Okay. Um. I'm if there is football, I'm going to watch it on TV this year. I'm not going to the stadium. Um, that's what I say right now, but I'm I'm pretty sure, and I've mentioned to you guys before that my wife is a pretty severe asthmatic. Yeah, and I would never want to give her. I would never want to give her anything. Okay, it, it, it's a and death death punch. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. So. You know what? You guys are going to find this amazing. If the difference for Will is between his wife and the CFL, he'll pick his wife every time. I know you guys didn't know that about me, but that's where I'm at. So, Well, it, it, it's pretty I, simple I, because right I, now I would have to risk jumping on an airplane, flying to Calgary, and slapping you if you had said anything else. Yeah, no. I... I you see, and and you know what? Because I've told you before, I'm a CFL purist. I don't know if it starts on on September first, if it's going to be that good. Because understand, we, we I always say that the season never starts till Labor Day, but the games before Labor Day all has to do with team building and teams getting better and so on and so forth. So that the the reality of it is by the time you hit Grey Cup, you have the best team that you can possibly have if you make it that far. And and I don't think a nine-game season is just is going to do it for me because uh, in a nine-game season, a team like Saskatchewan can go on a nine-game run and there's no lull in the middle of that nine games and they could win the Grey Cup. And we don't want that to happen ever. So no. I... I to me, it just it just doesn't feel. I I would say if they cannot start training camp by July first, which I know is is really a stretch, then I would say they don't do it at all. And that's just my opinion. Uh, I would prefer the cancellation of the season. Yeah, I would too. And I could live with that. I could. But that could be that could be a death threat for me because or a death sentence for me because if there's no CFL football, I'm probably going to ride my bicycle a lot more this summer. Okay. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> and I may die. You know I that may die. Out. Just saying. Don't worry, Will. If you go to the hospital, I'll ask our buddy to go see you again. <laughs> You're so funny. Okay. So, seriously, though, Neil's a wonderful guy. Okay. Moving on. Oh, we can't move on. That was just Will that discussed that. Mark, what do you think of this uh, truncated season? Potential possibilities. Well, the three. Um, 
I know in the article that Charles posted, it says you can't do a season with no fans in the stands because they you just afford it. they can't make enough money. They only get the fifty million, and it goes into the numbers that the NFL and other the the cheapest league besides the CFL is NHL at two hundred million. Fifty million just. Once you divide that up, it's not enough. So reality is, like you, you guys, I'm not going into sit with people. Uh, no, I don't want some drunk that's got a cold slobbering on me. No thanks. Um, I would love to see a nine-game season because that would definitely favor the Bombers. <laughs> If they did have a season, I would love Why to do you believe it would season. favor the Bombers? Because Zach Kalaros is our quarterback. And there's a lot better shot at him lasting nine games than there is 18. Correct and me if I'm wrong here, but in 2019, didn't he last all of about two and a half minutes with Saskatchewan? He played. With two plays. With Saskatchewan. But he played four straight games with Winnipeg. Had no issues there. And the other way it favors Winnipeg is the amount of starters they have back from last year. They have virtually the entire team. So like Will says, the the team building, everything else, that's already a close locker room because they've all played with each other already. They've already got something built, so it wouldn't take them as long to get going. But I don't see a season happening. I just don't. I don't see why anybody would want to go to a stadium. I mean, an intelligent person, okay? Like, seriously, I'm not going to go there just because I'm a fan. You have to be kind of realistic about this. Yeah. It's going to take people some time to get the nerve up to go back. Yeah. You know what I'm worried about the most though? Is the is the entire season of having to hear about that automatically Winnipeg is the Grey Cup champions two years in a row. Okay. Yeah, you know you're gonna get that. Okay, but but maybe Mark can tell all his little buddies that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were the 2019 champions. There's none in 2020. Okay? You got to play a season. I'm just saying out loud. But I know it's going to come up all the time. It will come up. I won't agree with it, but it will be coming up nonstop. Constant. It's too bad. We don't care. It's just not going to happen. But it is coming up. Of course it's coming up. We don't believe them at the best of times. So why would they now? Why would they now what? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, who else? Charles? 
What do you think is going to happen? You told us what they were. Now, what do you think? Uh, what do you want? I mean, I want to see football, but I still think there's an outside shot that they might start Labor Day. But the more we go along, I the more and more likely I think it is that there will not be a season this year. I mean, I I don't like that because I want to watch football, but like you guys, if we were to uh, get, I mean, I'd be very nervous about going back to a football game in in this calendar year. I just, with all that's going on, hell, I, I, have, I get nervous just going to pick up groceries where I try and get in and get out as quickly as humanly possible. I mean, to sit in a... Uh, a uh, football stadium with twenty to thirty thousand people sitting next to me yelling and screaming. Uh, I think I could wait for that to be honest. Um, I mean, certainly I'd love to be able to watch it on TV. I'd be more than happy to do that. But I mean, I'm certainly nervous. And here in BC, it's not even an outdoor stadium, so you're sitting indoors with people, which just seems to make it worse. So uh, I would like to see some sort of football. I would hope that the CFL can get a season in. Uh, I'll probably be watching from my TV, if even if they do. Uh, I think there's an outside shot at getting something started at Labor Day, but overall, I think, uh, like I said, the longer it goes, the more likely it is we don't get a season. It pains me to say that, but it just seems that that's the direction we're headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than likely it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm wrong on that, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay, let's dump this post and carry on. Debate about... Oh, no, you got to get this, Phil in. Well, Phil, Phil didn't we did go. Phil. Phil went, no, didn't we? Did, did we? Phil? Phil, you there, Phil? Yeah, I, I think you guys all covered it well enough. Other than that, I'll just add on a, on a personal note, I'd be uh, much like Will McDonald. I'll be one of the last people uh, that's still self-isolating uh, because uh, I have someone I care about who has a significant uh, reduction in, in uh, respiratory ability. So um, I, I and also, also I'd like to add that there's no. I think best case scenario is the Labor Day start, or the August 22nd, was it? And uh, and I hope we get to see that. I do. That that's all I got. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm as as Patty is Will Will's uh, misses, and uh, this one almost this this pandemic has almost turned me off the concept of going to football games ever again. And I don't really mean that because of football. I mean by, I don't like people. I don't like crowds. It's, it goes against my better judgment to go to a football game, but I love watching the games live. So I don't, I'm really kind of torn as to how this is going to affect me long-term. 
CFL as a fan of the CFL. Now, granted that I moving two and a half hours out of out of the lower mainland has uh, limited my ability to go to football games, but I did plan on going to the October twenty third game with Todd Mogi when he came out to BC. I don't know if that's possible now. I don't think I will be going to that football game. Uh, no offense, Todd. It's not about you. I just, I, I don't like people, and I'm not going to hang out with people that that could potentially put my life at risk. And because this virus could definitely kill me. So I'm not going there. That's oh, my position darn. on this. Oh, darn, Christopher. I was going to fly to Vancouver in October to attend that with you and Todd because I really want to see Todd. If we had a sarcasm alert, it'd be going off right now. I'm going to that game because I want to watch this. (laughs) He just changed his mind in the blink of an eye, Will. That's almost worth it, okay? I may die. I get to watch Todd and Will go at it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair trade-off there. Okay. <laughs> N- never mind, Will. He's he's probably going to come to Calgary one day and visit you. Segment I four. I would on that. Oh no, segment three. This is the waggle. This is um our dear friend. Uh, Davis Sanchez and some other Larry. Um, and they uh, they had a discussion of the top five QBs in history. The top five QBs in history. Now, I, I, but I have an opinion on this, and it's a very strong opinion. And I've let you guys know this time and time again. Most people pick five QBs two of which have no business being on the list. Anybody want to guess who I'm talking about? Damon Allen and Anthony Calvillo. Bingo! Charles gets a star. Okay. So seriously. Neither on my list either, just to say. How how can anybody put those two quarterbacks on a list of the top ten? Oh, because they have the most amount of stats. That's because they played longer. Go year to year to year to year to year and compare the stats, the average stats per year, and tell me who's the better quarterbacks. If that's all you want to go on is those stats, okay, go year to year and then give me – let, let's do it, okay? So, really, so why don't we just go around the board and everybody tells us who their top five QBs are? How can you do that? I mean, there's so many out there. To, to limit it to five, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but everybody has their. Everybody has their. Okay, so yeah. okay, well let's I do. let's see if we all agree with number one. In my mind, number one is Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. No question. I don't know how anyone could say otherwise, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Number two. Six MVPs in eight years. Yeah. 
Number two for me is Warren Moon. I also agree. Can't argue. Nope. Hard to disagree. When he only played four years, what, four or five years? He played five years, but he actually started in four. And won five Grey Cups. Yeah. But one granted one of them was was Tom Wilkinson, wasn't it? Right. But the other four were him. Yeah. Okay. And Will, give us your number third then. Here's where it gets really foggy. Because it's hard um, to find a third that's No, consistent. no, no, I would I would never pick Ricky Foggy. Sorry. Okay. Me neither. Never, <laughs> never. He was he was not that good. Um for me, number three will always be Marcus Crandall. <laughs> Fuck. And if you um, didn't see that coming, you've never listened to this show before. Now, 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 I think we're getting into personal favorites and stuff like that. And uh, for me, number three of all time, you guys are gonna laugh at me, but I. Uh, I'm gonna say Matt Dunnigan. I love mm-hmm. Matt Dunnigan. Oh Always my! Have. You know what? I'm I 100% agree with Will. That was my number three guy. Okay. I could I could put up an argument, but I don't want to because I love Matt Dunnigan. I just I can't argue against it. Well, tell me who number three is for everybody besides Charles. Mine was Tom Matt Dunnigan. I know. I know that. Tom Wilkinson. No, I, I, mine is, uh, sorry, the name's just just escaping me right now, um, but he won the 1984 Great Cup for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He was a former rider and, and also Tom yeah, Clemens. Was Clemens yeah. um, was Tom Clemens a rider? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, when the Riders had a very young Roger Aldag and uh, Bob Poley on the team, a very young yep. offensive line, and had Ron Lancaster as the head coach and went 2-14 uh, and 14 back-to-back seasons. Um, the second season was when Clemens came to Saskatchewan, and uh, unfortunately, uh, he looked very, very much like uh, the British Columbia Lions in 2019 with Mike Riley under center, a very talented quarterback without any protection and an offensive scheme that didn't seem to fit the lack of pass protection the offensive line was providing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't agree with you, but I don't have a problem with that pick. I, I'm going back into, I, I grabbed this up from uh, May 11th, 2019, when um, the grueling truth put out their top 10 quarterbacks in CFF history, and I went off on the guy. And he's got, like, Dieter Brock, Tracy Ham, Matt Donegan, and Damon Allen up on the list of the top 10. And I'm like, seriously? How could you put any of them in there? And you guys just turned around and put Matt Donegan in at number three. I don't know where that one's coming from. He doesn't hit my top 10, but my top 10 here would be, and I did it back then, which is Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, Tom Wilkinson, Benny Fion, Ricky Ray, Calvillo, Jackie Parker, 
Russ Jackson, Henry Burris, and Ron Lancaster. And I really had a problem putting Henry Burris on the list. Hmm. I, I, you know, you, you, you can't compel, compile lists and only have quarterbacks that you've watched on TV in the last five years or ten well, years. It's so subjective. It's way too subjective. And it was a different football game when Ron Lancaster, well, Jackson, well, no, no, and Jackie Parker were playing. I mean, we've always we've always agreed that you cannot compare eras. Okay, no. impossible. No. You can't. Well, no, that was okay, an era where clotheslines were legal. Yes, and and <laughs> and and offensive tackles offensive tackles were Christopher's size. Okay. Yep. Were were they? Yeah. Short and fat. Some of them. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Sorry, okay. Chris, I meant guards were your size. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but tackles yeah, were so, never my so size. We're, we're, we'll just have to leave out comparing eras because then you can pick five quarterbacks for every goddamn era. Um, you can, but, right, so, okay. My, so to take the top five in history, I, I don't think so. If you want to take the top five in the last decade or in the last uh Quarter of a century, 25 years, great, let's do this, okay? But when you're going to tell me that these are the top five quarterbacks in history of the CFL, fuck off. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, would you like to hear my fourth pick? <laughs> sure. I'm all over this. Ed, you're Marion not going to agree with this one. You're not going to agree with this one, Christopher, but I'm going to say it anyways. Henry Burris. Oh, yeah. Charles, just so you know, Bo Levi doesn't make my top five. Okay, good. Don't even know if he makes my top ten. Yeah, he doesn't make my top ten. Hmm. My number four guy is Ricky Ray. But hold on, but I will. He's my number five too. I want to. I want to say something. I want to say something right now. Since I, I still remember this, I did watch, listen to this Waggle podcast last week, and Davis Sanchez and uh, what's his name, Donovan Bennett or whatever it is, they started talking about quarterbacks and and who the top five were, and they they made exceptions because they said uh, Anthony Calvillo wasn't there, and they said the reason. The reason he wasn't there is because he didn't win as many championships he should, blah, blah, blah. And then he, they said, as you go along, honorable mentions, Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell. And they said, quote, Bo Levi Mitchell would, would consider get more consideration, but he's only won one championship. And I am sitting um, there screaming at the radio. Is that right? Because... Like you guys, you guys, you guys are supposed to know these things, and you made that mistake. You're such idiots. So, and it wasn't even a anyways, long time ago either. These he's no. won two championships, and they were both in the last decade. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 even Stupidity. I don't like Bola Levi Mitchell, and I wouldn't say that about him. Okay. I mean, up until last year, in the five years he's been a starter, he has only not been in one of those great cups. Like, are you stupid? But anyways. I think they are. 
Well, should I say they're football players? That would be a terrible thing to say, but I'm going to anyways. Well, my number five is actually uh, a guy that not many put people put on the list. I think he gets overlooked a lot, but my number five is a is a guy that uh, a lot of people don't don't uh, don't put on there. But I think he should. I think he's completely underrated. And who's that? Joe Cap. Joe Cap. Joe Cap. Two Grey Cup appearances back-to-back. The only quarterback to ever start in both a Grey Cup and a Super Bowl. He wasn't here that long. He played, I think, six years, seven years in the CFL. So that might kind of work against him because of his length. And, again, it was a different era, so he doesn't have the gaudy numbers that some of these people have. But he was a phenomenal quarterback. And he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of... Uh, you don't, they don't put him on a lot in the in these top ten lists, but I personally think he belongs there. Hey, who are you talking about? Joe Cap. Oh, I'm surprised. I guess. I already. Yes, you did. Oh, I thought you heard me say it. No, I actually said it. Yeah, Joe Cap. Oh, did you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Yeah, was, it is Joe Cap. You were right. I, I was just guessing. You were getting so Charles, a good was guess because it was right. Joe Cap is your number five pick, Charles. Just to yes, number five. Okay, I'd like to go next because I still haven't said my number four. Oh, okay, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, go, go get Dave Dickinson. It's a good pick. Career short by top pick. ten. By shoulder injuries, went to San Diego, proved that he was every bit the the man under center or could be every bit the man under center, the number one person on our list is, and uh, also diminutive size, maybe even a smarter mind for downfield football or down, you know, uh, reading, reading secondaries than our number one pick. But, uh, Again, a shortened career, but an incredible career and, and an incredible mind behind center in, and an incredible presence in the pocket. D- Dave Dickinson is one of my favorite QBs of all time. Yeah, he's certainly in my top ten. I don't think he had the success that he should have. No, and that, a lot of that was injury-related. One of it was injury-related. Because he could have played longer. Plus, he, he lost a few years going trying down in the NFL, too. Yeah. 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 And then he had that terrible situation with Casey Printers. Yeah. That didn't help. With any For anybody. Mark. Hang on. Before I go over to Mark, Phil, finish off the list. Who's your number five? 1989 Grey Cup champion Kent Austin. <laughs> you know what? I know CJ's laughing maniacally, but and I hated him as a GM coach, but he was an excellent quarterback. I don't disagree with that. I don't know if I put him in my top five, but he was a very good quarterback when he when when he was on the top of his game. He was a very good quarterback. 
pretty if much I all. remember correctly, if it were not for Kent Austin, the 1994 BC Lions would not have gotten to the Grey Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. That's correct. Without question. And, you know, and we wouldn't have got to the Grey Cup a couple of times with Damon if we didn't have Damon Allen either. That doesn't mean I like him. That doesn't mean that he was that good of a quarterback, okay? He just was better than the rest in that particular year. Or the team was that much better. He had a Warren Moon-style arm. And, and, a, and much like Moon and, and previously mentioned somewhat Dickinson, had a vision downfield to pick secondaries apart, just, just second to none in the CFL. And injuries, again, uh, ended or severely curtailed and shortened his, his career. And uh, it's un- unfortunate. Yeah. Ken I mean, he started those injuries when he got cerebral to quarterback. Yeah. Okay? That's hard to say. Okay. But he was a cerebral quarterback. He was, he was a, had a great football mind like Dave Dickinson. Okay. And, and, and you're right. He had the uh, phenomenal ability to read defenses. Okay. Which is something that is lacking in a lot of QBs these days, especially Somebody go Air Canada. What the hell was this guy, idiot's name? Brandon Bridge. Right. Okay. How can somebody become a great quarterback if they can't read a defense? No, they don't. They just become unemployed. Or police officers. No, he's or a cop. Same, same thing. Yeah, just, just what we need. Attitude. Okay. April 14th, 2020. The very last Brandon Bridge reference. I've heard on a podcast. I hope I keep chain. I keep crossing out the date and adding a new date. Yeah. Well, we'll laugh. I'm not going to mention him every week. Go on. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't even remember the dickhead's name, but you know, who was that? That Johnny football guy, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Him. (laughs) I don't even remember the guy's name anymore. He's so, so out of my mind. Well, and the scariest thing is Brandon Bridge couldn't have even won a game on a good team. He never was on a good team, but, you know. No. Well, he could have been. He could have been a good receiver, I think. I really do. I think he could have been a good receiver. Talking quarterback, Christopher. Well, he shouldn't have been a quarterback. He wasn't that good. He's not in my top five. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> if there was two quarterbacks, in your top if the five. two quarterbacks you had to pick were Brandon Bridge and Marcus Crandall, Marcus Crandall would win hands down. Okay. Hell yeah, Every he's got a great fight on Sundays. I'm with I'm with Will on that one, and oh, and I know God. that for a fact. You know what? I think I would take Marcus Crandall to play football even right now. Oh, yeah. Over Brandon Bridge. Over Brandon Bridge. I think Marcus Crandall's probably about 30 years older. Anyways, let's stop dissing Brandon Bridge because he's got a new career now, okay? Yeah, he's a cop. Can we, like, bitch I guarantee you. I guarantee you he'll be able to... I guarantee you he'll be able to run down criminals, okay? <laughs> well, well, I'm 
I'm a, I'm with you, Will, as long as we can agree to stop dissing Marcus Crandall. Nobody disses oh, no, Marcus we'll Crandall. We'll diss Marcus Crandall forever because he was the world's I'm, worst quarterback and he still won a great cup, okay? I don't think he that we're dissing 20, him. He couldn't throw a 20-yard oh. out pass, for God's sake. But luckily, he ran into the drunk Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2001. I like that running you know, back you're, you're talking about in Winnipeg. Mark, you know who I mean? Who? Charlie? Yeah. He's so, in my top three running backs of all time. Um, yeah, he got too drunk the night before the game. But I love the stories hearing about him uh, going out at halftime and having a smoke with the fans outside of Winnipeg Stadium at every home game. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Charles. Roberts. Who was it? Well, Charles Roberts. Oh, yeah, Charles Roberts. Charles but Roberts. in my mind, I'm sorry, in my mind, Charles Roberts is definitely one of the top five running backs of all time in the CFL. Oh, he was a spectacular running back. Easily. Agreed. Without and we doubt. traded him to BC for Joe Smith. <laughs> Thank you for that, by I'm the not, way. Uh, yeah, I'm not better. Sure. He got 10,000 yards in BC. Of course, he was a stoner, though. Still well, is. Well, CFL is can I, give you, can I give you guys my fifth pick? Yeah, okay. I'm going to agree with Phil. And and when Phil mentioned Dave Dickinson, it brought up some stories. I have talked to two people that were in the or were in the Calgary organization when Dave Dickinson came to Calgary, and they said they had heated debates all preseason and all through the season about Dave Dickinson should be the starter over Jeff Garcia. And they said Dave Dickinson, when he came to Calgary, he was so far ahead of everybody else. His first year in Calgary, it was it was insane. But they just couldn't do that to Jeff Garcia. So, so yeah, Dave Dickinson, I, I think he would have been one of the top, 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 top if he hadn't had injuries and concussions. That's, that's well covered, Will. I think if I remember correctly... Uh... Uh, Dickinson had received his first concussion in uh, BC, and uh, and that time off was actually of, of a benefit to him as as well. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he had a concussion in Calgary. I don't think he ever had one in Calgary because he wasn't here long enough. I think he was only here for three years. The first time. I, I, I saw him get that concussion when he threw an interception and went over to try to tackle a guy, and he got kneed yeah. in the head. And then he tried to walk down the sidelines. And he's walking sideways. Yeah. He couldn't. He didn't know where he was at that point. And and he went. He had several. He he went back to Calgary, didn't he? And he got another concussion in Calgary at the end of the career. Yep. I guess the difference with 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 
with uh, Dave Dickinson is he wasn't able to he wasn't as physically gifted as as uh, as uh, our, our first pick on this list, and to avoid Doug Flutie, uh, Doug Flutie to avoid that uh, those some of those head hits at the last moment and uh, to contort his body different ways. Doug Flutie had an ability to take a hit that seemed like a hard hit, but he would fold his body uh, in such a way that uh, it, uh, he, he never seemed to get up and have to shake too much off. True. That, but that is like comparing apples to oranges because, I mean, Doug Flutie... 90% of the time, Doug Flutie winged it in my mind, okay? He was just a natural guy. And they've always said Dave Dickinson is a very cerebral guy, and he used to have everything figured out long before anybody else did. So, Yeah, well put. Well, that's a good comparison. That's very well put. Dave had the ability to read defenses. He had the ability to to adapt on the fly. He had the ability to throw downfield. Doug Flutie was just an athlete. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yep. Okay. Dave Dickinson, you look at him, you, you'd quit. He's a football player? Seriously? Come on. You know, you just wouldn't do that. Doug Flutie was just the ultimate athlete in the CFL. Who couldn't and, play and, in the in, in the wintertime. And couldn't play in the wintertime. His time. hand, though, he froze. Yeah. I yeah, remember that game against Edmonton in the Western Final. I, I think it was 1993 where his hands literally froze, and he was standing in front of the giant heater just trying to thaw them out with his hands basically stuck right in the heater. Yeah, yeah I, I was I, at that great cup. That that was the second great cup I ever went to. It was here in Calgary, actually. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a freak storm. And uh, I still I had those tickets until very recently. Uh, I, I misplaced them. But, uh, yeah, it was very, very interesting to rewatch that on TV and see how cold he was that day. And uh, I wasn't really all that really well-dressed. And... Uh, was surprised by it. But I sorry, I'm mistaken. That was actually the Western final. And I think if you yes. double check that that was the Western yes, was. final. I was at the Grey Cup two weeks Against later Edmonton. and Calgary wasn't there. Yep. yep. Edmonton. Phil Edmonton. I want to talk yeah. about how many Western finals I sat through with Doug Flutie when he didn't win, okay? Because it was too fucking cold out. Darren Flutie yeah. 1996, one of the, one of the one first of the things I ever watched about was uh, Doug Flutie couldn't couldn't play on a cold day. But, of course, that's when he was tearing up the CFL, so I was looking to bring him down any, any way I could. Only because he wasn't playing in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, he's not like... Uh, Somebody who so, would also you know, my top ten would be Danny McManus, and uh, uh, a very very different kind of quarterback, but a very very intelligent quarterback, much like Dave Dickinson. Just thought I'd throw that in there, throw this conversation sideways. Well, and 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 Danny McManus to me, he looked like a fat kicker. Okay. 
He probably had the Randy Randy McManus machine. would not make my top ten. No. I ran into him too many, in a way too bar. many interceptions. But he was a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. He was a good quarterback. I wouldn't consider him a great quarterback. Yeah. I think he was my more number like five the, would uh, be Kenny Plain. What's the Italian in Montreal? I think he's a lot like him. He uh, Anthony Calvillo. Anthony Calvillo, yeah. Phil, it's Italian. It's the Italian. <laughs> you like that? You said Italian. There's no such place as Italy. Christopher, oh, he's from Saskatchewan. Give him a break. I'm, I'm just saying, there is no country called Italy. I'm from a very small town. It's called Italy. That's because they're Italians. Okay, just just helping you out there, brother. Just helping you out. I went. I went to uh, the Cathedral de Notre Dame, wearing a uh, a farmer's hat and a uh, and a uh, bleached and a rider's sweater. Yep, and a bleached uh, blue jean jacket. Remember those bleached jackets that, that were, you know, it was sort of semi-bleached, stonewashed, stonewashed blue jean jacket. Uh, when I when I went to Cathedral de Notre Dame. Phil, please and, tell me it was a John Deere baseball hat you were wearing. Please tell me that. No, I was a Massey Ferguson dealer, and that's how I was on the trip. Oh, uh, I, okay. It's uh, okay. 22 new combines. And uh, so they gave me a trip to Paris and, and London. I, I was going to ask you, wait, which Notre Dame you were at? Cathedral de Notre Dame. In Paris. In Paris. Okay, in Paris. Because they, oh, they're, not, they're not all the over the place. In, not the one in Saskatchewan, Phil? <laughs> no. No, I've never been to that one. I haven't been on that pilgrimage. Apparently it's converted barn. And, okay. So I'm, I'm going to do something here and see how your French is doing. What does that mean? Oh, I have Notre no bloody idea. Oh, uh, no, Notre Dame. Well, no, I guess that's a translation. Notre Dame? I don't know what it means. It's night, Notre night. No, that's, sorry, that's Spanish. Uh, I don't know. It's Our Lady. Oh, I thought it meant no dames. <laughs> Our Lady. Because in, in reality, it's not Notre Dame. It has a second name, okay? Like in Coquitlam, there's Notre Dame de Fatima. There's Notre Dame de Lourdes. So it's Our Lady of Fatima. So there you go. There's your Catholic education for the day. I, so, say, the, I believe this is the first ever Notre Dame reference on this show, just saying. I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about the fight in Irish before. Well, probably, yep. I was talking more which about really gets me because I don't understand how the University of Notre Dame, which they say Notre Dame in Indiana, um, actually ends up being the Fighting Irish using a French name. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. Good question. Don't know. My number five is Kenny Plain. Who? Kenny Plain. Plain? Yes, him. Who's yes. he? 
Uh, he played quarterback for the Bombers. Uh, in eight years, he went to six Grey Cups and won four. 58, 59, 61, 62. That's as close to a dynasty as you get. As I said, it's all subjective. I think in all our top fives, there was, what, two, three quarterbacks that we didn't see play? Three consensus. Well, yeah, we kind of agree with the top two. Okay. I, I, did we, can we move on from this uh, quarterback situation here now and, uh, and go laugh at Andrew Harris? <laughs> we certainly can. Andrew Harris says the Bombers has what it takes to be a dynasty. <laughs> Not. They can. They could win again this year if we had a season because they did very well in their uh, re-signing their, their team, okay? Consistency is important. Free agency has destroyed the majority of all professional leagues, okay? There was a time where players had loyalty and they stayed with a team and da-da-da-da-da-da. Free agency now comes out and does stupid things, one-year contracts, ridiculous one-year contracts. We should have three- to five-year contracts with CFL players, and carry on. Um, Andrew Harris thinks the Bombers has what it takes to be a dynasty. Let's just hypothetically say, okay, because even though I'm going to have to wash my mouth out after this, that the Bombers do win back-to-back Grey Cups, which hasn't happened for quite some time. I think Montreal was last time. year with back-to-back in 2009 and, and 2010. Mm-hmm. Um but hey, Christopher, did did Montreal win the Great Cup in '09? What happened there? <laughs> I didn't think it did. <laughs> Do we still have Phil? Yeah, he's still with us. Okay, back to back Great Cups are almost impossible because once you win a Great Cup, everybody in the team thinks they deserve more money, and a team doesn't have more money. They only get like $50,000 more, and everybody wants that $50,000. So there's a, usually a mass exodus of the team. That didn't happen this year in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. But with another game, out go the lights. Andrew Harris is probably the only one that's going to be on the team. The only one that lives there. Okay. Um, my opinion is, do they have the ability to be, I don't think we're going to see another dynasty in the CFL, regardless of what team it is. Am I not picking on Winnipeg? No. Am I picking on Andrew Harris? No. Am I just, I just don't think we're going to see another dynasty. Just the sheer player movement every year almost makes it impossible. Because you don't get teams that are 
like those Edmonton teams in the like the late seventies, early eighties that won five straight and so on. Those guys were keeping their ninety percent of the teams together every year. That doesn't happen anymore. There's always, for the most part, I mean, I know Winnipeg this year relatively keeps uh, most of their players, but for the most part, uh, there's a lot of turnovers, and teams that win Grey Cups become hot commodities, and teams will pluck their free agents away. It's pretty, um, it happens all the time. So, yeah, can you see a team maybe win two in a row? Sure, but... Are we going to see a team like Edmonton in the 70s and 80s win five straight again? I can't see it because it's, the player movement is just too too, too much. The only way that you're going to see a dynasty, and I'll say that the Calgary Stampeders have been the closest thing that we've had in a long time with it, is when the players play a system, not the player. It's not an all-star mm-hmm. team. It's a team that is playing like a team. And we get that in there when you don't have a bunch on us and you don't have a lot of movement. And and the movement doesn't matter because the next man in a system like that. I'm not saying that Winnipeg doesn't have a system like that. I'm not saying that BC, Toronto, or Ottawa don't have a system like that. It's just simple. Calgary has perfected something that most other teams can only dream of. They have the ability to create a dynasty and still turn over their team. Keeping a team intact, an elite team intact over the long term is almost impossible. And I don't see it happening again in this league. Mark, talk about your bombers. Talk about Andrew Harris. Is this just hot air, or do you believe him? I'd like to believe him, because it's been a long time since we've seen a dynasty in the CFL. Yeah. So it would be really neat to see any team have a dynasty. Would I love it if it was Winnipeg? Obviously. Um. They have copied what Calgary does and has done for years. Calgary's the closest thing we've had to a dynasty in a long time. And they've won how many Grey Cups through that time? Calgary? Two? Yeah, exactly. It's it's almost impossible the way it is now. And when it's cold-weather games, as we saw with Calgary and Ottawa, in a freak blizzard, everything else, one guy gets hot on one kick return and it's game over. So it's a fluke play in bad weather. It, anything can happen. It's just so hard to do it. It's almost impossible now, I think, especially with the player movement and trying to keep the guys coming in to plug and play. But at the end of it, you still need your long-term superstars and guys want the money. Okay. I I'm going to ask you a question here, Mark. How sure. do you define a dynasty? That was exactly the question I was going to ask. My personal is five great cups in a row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a not steam that's a steamroller. I know. Um 
I know. Here, here, but the here's, teams here's I consider dynasties. Since the 100th Grey Cup, which is November 2012, okay, we've had eight Grey Cups. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, okay? Calgary has been in five of them. If that's not absolute dominance, I don't know what is. Do we? It is. Yes, they only won two of those five. But at what point in time do we call the Calgary Stampeders a dynasty? I have tried to say they were a dynasty before. And the argument constantly comes up, you have to win the championships. And I agree. (laughs) They were a steamroller of a team. Yes, you got to win the big game. Okay, so let's go back to the year 2000. Okay? And let's go up to the year 2010. So 10 years, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. 2000, Montreal. 2002, Montreal. 2003, Montreal. 2005, Montreal. 2006, Montreal. 2008, Montreal. 2009, Montreal. 2010, Montreal. Those are all Grey Cup visits. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And they won three. But they were two, four, five, eight times in 10 years or 11 years. Eight times they got to the Grey Cup. Mm -hmm. Is that. Now, granted, twice, right? getting getting to the Grey Cup game out of the Eastern Division is no big deal. <laughs> I love saying so when that. When you qualify that with playing Western teams, they weren't that good. They weren't that good. It's but the exact fair, same fair in mind that you can use. I think Winnipeg was in, in, in the East back then. Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> they weren't a very good team. I'll be the first one to tell you. Yeah. So, I think we've we've seen some dynasties in the last two dynasties in the CFL in the last twenty years. Or are we just going to call them extreme powerhouses and, and, and reserve the dynasty for a team that can put five games in a row, five Grey Cup victories in a row, like the 2000 or 1978 to 83 or 82 Edmonton Eskimos? I could even go with, say, you're in the Grey Cup five times in a row or five times in six years. You win at least half of those Grey Cups. But if you're only winning two out of eight, you're a dynasty well, in the East. You're you're a divisional Montreal, dynasty, but not a league dynasty. Montreal won three. 
three out of eight. Okay, three out of eight, but still, it's less than 500. It is. Yeah. It is. And Calgary is less than 500 on their victories as well. And that's why I don't consider them dynasties. I think that's fair. I, I, I simply asked you what you defined a dynasty as. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. I'm trying to show you what these teams have done in the last 10 years. Will, do you want to say something here? Go ahead. Oh, yes, I want to say something. I don't consider Montreal or Calgary a dynasty. you got to win the big game. It's that simple in my mind. And you know what? In modern day, okay, because if you go back to the, the Edmonton dynasty, there was no salary cap back then. They were doing all kinds of things, okay? And that's why they kept their teams together. There's too much player movement now. And in today, modern day, I would consider a dynasty back-to-back winners. Because who's won two in a row? Who's won two in a row in the last 20 years? Ten years. Montreal. Nobody. Montreal. So that would be considered a modern-day dynasty. Oh, oh, nine and 2010. Right. There you go. Seems so short. to legitimately call them, because if you're calling them a dynasty and you're calling the Eskimos of the 70s a dynasty, it's not really the same thing. But we're talking, once again, you're talking different eras, different rules. True. Different rules. I mean, seriously, the next uh, back-to-back Grey Cup victories... Victors was the Toronto Argonauts in 96-97. Right. I mean, it just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And it's because of player movements and player salaries and opportunities in other leagues. It just doesn't happen. Or guys yeah. getting in trouble in the States in the offseason and going to jail. We won't want to talk about that too much, but those things all happen. Those things all happen. And guys, guys who are making sixty, seventy thousand dollars in a season and decide to quit and get a real job. You know what I mean? So, just say it. But I, I would think right now a, a, a dynasty would be a back-to-back winner. I, I. Personally, I, I have a problem with that because I think back-to-back, although it, it, it's only happened twice in the last 20 years, I, I think that to for me to call them a dynasty, it would have to be three. Because I would agree back, with that. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm back saying... Back-to-back winning what isn't, I'm saying, isn't... Yeah, but what I'm saying is is before you can decide that, you got to get to two wins. Okay, and nobody's gotten to two wins in a long time. So, not in ten years. But I mean, every you know, team in the C- every team in the CFL won the Grey Cup in the last ten years, except for Hamilton. Right. Every team. Right. It's just too hard. It's too hard. In a nine-team league, 
There's way too much player movement constantly. And that's 100% the fault of the CFLPA. Yep. You know, and one of the other things, one of the things Mark was saying, you know, he he thinks um, Winnipeg will be good this year because they haven't had a lot of changes. Okay. That is is very important, especially in a shortened season. But my thing with that is, is Winnipeg going to try and get better? Or will they be complacent because you got eight other teams that know they have to raise their bar in order to win, yep. and they're all going to come for them? Okay, so that's why it, that is why it's so hard to repeat because guys yep. have been dying to get a Grey Cup for all these years, and when they get there after that, they kind of go, "Ah, we made it," and it takes a real special team to continue on that mindset. You know what I mean? That they're not just happy with one. They want two and three and four and five or whatever. Is that not what's known as a Grey Cup hangover? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you got to hand it to those teams in the past that they had that hunger and desire every single year to go out and repeat. Well, I think Hugh Hugh Campbell just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> well, no, and I and I, but I personally think Edmonton had so many great players back then, and they didn't lose them because they used to give them truckloads of money, and they would just keep on going, and nobody could nobody could handle them. By by CFL standards, you mean truckloads of money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Eskimos dynasty, they were probably paying more than a lot of NFL teams would. Back then, yes. Yeah. In that, in that yeah, era, that's that correct. For sure. Back then, absolutely. Yep. So then why did Warren Moon go to the NFL? Because he wanted to play in the NFL. Because no kid, no American kid, dreams about playing in the CFL. Well, that too. Well, well, no. Never Warren happen. Moon's Warren Moon's dream was to play quarterback in the NFL, and they wanted to make him a receiver or something. And he said, "No way." And that's why he came to the CFL. If you think about it, I still remember watching. Warren Moon playing the Rose Bowl as a quarterback. And then the next thing I know, the NFL wants him as a receiver? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Charles, what's yes. your thought on Andrew Harris's take that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have what it takes to become a dynasty? I almost think that every year after the Grey Cup, somebody from the winning team who's coming back to next year kind of goes out and makes a claim like this, that we have the potential to be a dynasty. Well, let's see you do it on the field instead of popping off in the media. I mean, uh, could they be a dynasty? Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, let's see if um, what's his face, Zach Calero stays injured, stays healthy, or let's see if uh, Andrew Harris stays. I mean, so many different. Um, what are you going to say? See if Andrew Harris stays it. off the juice. No, I said stays healthy. I didn't go there. <laughs> Thought about it, but uh, no. But in all seriousness, can I mean? Anybody could be a dynasty if the if all the um, if everything falls in your falls the right way for you. The fact that um, you know they're going to be uh, the well they be. I mean, so many things have to go right. And the thing is, too, being the Grey Cup champion, like Will kind of said, you raise your game. Everybody wants to knock the Grey Cup champion off. So that um, makes it even tougher when you play teams. Because once you play teams uh, that are gunning for you, it gets even harder and harder. And I think any Grey Cup team will tell you that. So do they have the talent? Well, if they still eat healthy and everything goes their way, yeah. But would I expect them to be a dynasty? No, I think CJ's right. That we're probably never going to see a dynasty again. Or it'll be a long, long time. It's just, it's so hard to just to repeat, let alone win multiple Grey Cups. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see another dynasty. Mm-hmm. Just, just my opinion, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong on a lot of my predictions. I'm not, not... I don't even think I'm at 500. And, and you know, it's funny because if you think about it, with the exception of three or four plays, you know, Calgary could have very easily been a dynasty. But, but the one thing we can't calculate is if they had a one, the first Grey Cup in 2016 – would they have been hungry enough to get there in 2017 and 2018? You know what I mean? So you can't even say those things, right? Because you don't know. You just don't know. It's it's probably got to be the hardest thing in professional sports, and it's to stay hungry every single year. That has to be part of the culture. Absolutely. And the dominance of the Calgary Stampeders in the Western Division, in the CFL in general, in the last decade, has to show me that the culture is there. Yeah, but but what I'm saying, would the culture have changed if if they won the first Grey Cup and then they would have relaxed a little bit. Would they have gotten to the next one? And would they have gotten to the one after that? Yes, you have a culture, but the culture was probably for those three years, let's get to the fucking Grey Cup and win it this time. You know what I mean? Well, they won it in 2014. They weren't in it in 2015. Right. 2016, 2017, they were runners-up. And then in 2018, they won. Okay? So... You know, I don't know what you're saying there. What if they won it in 2014 like they did, 
and then went what they, went into the Grey Cup hangover, and Ottawa and Edmonton goes off and well, plays in it. Well, they didn't. They obviously there was something different in 2015. They didn't get there. So were but they who, not who as who hungry? Because there's got to be coach? there's got to be their coach a GM. What was that? Who was their coach and GM in 2015? Uh, 2015 was uh, Huff was the coach and GM. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking as players. There's got to be a letdown when you win it once. All every player says all the time. You know, you hear about lots of players making it to the Grey Cup in their first year playing. And they say to themselves, oh, well, this was easy. We'll get there again. And some of them never, ever, ever get back there. So it's, 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 it's got to be a mindset, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of mindset because there's got to be a letdown. Because, I mean, after all, that is your goal. And once you hit that goal, a lot of people have trouble getting there again. Interesting. True. Interesting. Shall we move on? I think we speed up. Well, yeah, he went. He was the first one that went. Yeah, I went. Yeah, well, I, I asked for the bombers. And Phil left us, by the way. Well, Thanks. and what I was going to add for Phil was, you know, when you strive for it and you get there in 2009 and you've got victory in your jaws and then you lose, there's got to be like a – what was it? That was 2009. There's like a five-year hangover, okay? Well, they came they back. They won the Great Cup the next year again and got beat again. Same oh, team. They? Okay. Well, they, but they didn't win it until 2013, so. No. Correct. Yeah, I'm just not going to pick on them right now. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on. Where are we going here with this? Uh TSN has been showing classic CFL games during our pro sports shutdown. Have you been watching them? The answer to that question for me, no. I don't have time to watch football that I already know the outcome of. I know. Some people out there PVR their their games, but I no. I once the game's been played, I can't watch it again. I can watch parts of it, but never watch the game again. William, football addict. It's an addiction for yep. you. Have you been watching these classic CFL games? I have PVR'd all of them, and they on they are on my list, but I've only watched the 2014 one. But I will watch the other ones for sure. Okay. So yeah, I just I just haven't had time and and. There's too much other crap TV on that I want to watch, okay, here that my wife likes to watch. Okay. Charles, like, you've been like, watching these? Like, yeah. Okay. Like uh, what? I haven't. Uh, I, hang on. I, I want to know what Patty's watching on TV. What what, okay. what kind of like, shit show like, do you want like, to like, like Tiger King. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Charles, go ahead, man. I don't want to tell uh, We're not getting it. We don't have enough and time. Wait, I'm not done. Tiger King. And, and Tiger we, King. we discovered a new one this weekend, and if you haven't watched it, it's on Prime. It's called Tin Star. 
it's Kin? a Canadian Ooh. show. Kin Star. It's a Canadian show with Tim Roth, and it's filmed mostly in High River, Alberta. And it's pretty crazy. It, is this kind of like Corner Gas? Because I no, didn't find that funny. It's not a. It's not a comedy. Not even. Close. I didn't. I, I didn't find that funny. Uh, yeah, I've been watching Shadow Hunters, a, a series about vampires and werewolves and other things. Fairly interesting. Really hot women. Okay, uh, Charles, go ahead. Sorry. Have you yeah, been watching I've, these classic uh, games? I haven't seen any. Uh, there have been on. I've clicked through, but I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of trouble watching a game when I already know the outcome. The whole thing about watching football to me is you don't know what's going to happen next. And if I know what's going to happen next, it just takes all of the it takes the excitement out of it. Because, oh, well, you know, big plays and stuff like that. But I already know it's coming. So the whole part of watching football is surprise because you see a guy um, break off a 75-yard touchdown run. That's exciting. But if you know it's coming, there's really no excitement on it because you knew it was going to do it. So, I mean, I try to watch it. I'll check it out. But, honestly, it's, it's hard for me to do. I, I understand watching the, the mon, mundane plays over and over again, but I think I can watch uh, Damon Duval field goal miss in the 2009 Grey Cup game Those over and over and over. And just wait and knowing that that flag is going to fly in the air and waiting for it and, and, and so excited when it happens. Okay. It is kind of so, humorous seeing the Ryder guys jumping up and down cheering, knowing they hadn't won anything, even though they I, hadn't won anything. I, I can watch that over and over again, but I don't think I could watch the entire game. I would really be snoring, probably before the yeah. end of the first quarter, because it, it. We know the outcome. There's no it's drama like, in it. It's just you. watching the fucking Titanic. The boat's gonna sink. God damn it. Why would you make a movie out of it? A long, boring movie boot. Oh, yeah. A long, boring movie. Hey, Mark, have you watched any of the CFL Classic games now that we all agree that they're stupid? No, Will's going to watch them. Like Will, I PVR them, and then I, I'll watch it, but it's bits and pieces of it. Yeah, you can fast you know, forward through can, the shit. Yeah. Um, like with the Grey Cup game from this year, I could watch the Theatric Hansen hit just on a loop, where he took out the two, um, took out the Hamilton kick returner and one of the blockers at the same time. I can just watch that in the loop. That I have no issues with. But like the game that's highlighted on this uh, was last game in Hamilton at Ivor Wynn. And just watching some of the the bomber players, it was like, oh my god, we were getting bad. And that was only a year after going to the Grey Cup. But I had also that sent you guys that thing about Casey Printer's last ever pass in the CFL. Mm-hmm. I watched a 10-minute highlight clip of that. And it was actually quite entertaining to watch. It was a shit show of a football game. It was the one where Winnipeg came back after being down like 30 points. 
Casey Printer's last last quarterback thrown in B was it BC? It, it, yeah, it was BC against uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, that was that was not that was not Casey Printer's last throw in the CFL though. That's no, incorrect, wasn't it? No. no, his last game with the BC Lions was a home game at Empire Field, where they blew a fourth quarter lead uh, against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, where he kept fumbling the he, he fumbled the ball I think three times. Oh, yeah, and that was his last game in the CFL. They cut him the next day. <laughs> it was still it was entertaining to watch just because of the. Name but I remember that too. game that you posted though. That was frustrating yeah. beyond belief. Uh, it, it's fun to watch just to see some of the names too, though. Like I forgot how good of a kick returner Jovan Johnson was. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so it's neat to see that kind of stuff. I would love to see the games from the seventies and eighties, but I don't know see, if that we ever I would will. Be more interested in watching. Yeah, but I don't know if we will because CBC probably owns those rights. So TSN can't That's play them. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The CBC is not smart enough to get viewership by playing them. So we'll probably never see them unless you go on YouTube, I guess. I was going to say, you can find games from the 80s on YouTube. There's a whole bunch of them on there. Yeah. There's actually one guy that's, uh, I can't remember what the name of his uh, YouTube channel is, but he's got tons of old CFL games, NHL games, even NFL games from the 80s, full games, and he's got tons of them on YouTube. I'm actually surprised that some of the leagues or TV networks haven't shut him down yet because he's got a lot of stuff on there. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. You know what? My biggest thing about watching those old games is I I don't remember half the players, and I sit there through the whole game Googling them to see where <laughs> they're at now. Okay, and it's pretty cool, you know, where you yeah. see some of these guys are at. And they've all gone elsewhere because Calgary won't pay them the big money. Thank you very much, John Huffnagel. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on from this. CFL Classic Games. Uh, there's not a lot of time left. We've got about six minutes left. There's only two things on here, and, and well, three things, and they're not going to take very long. Amani Edwards has signed with the Edmonton Eskimos. Where does he rank in your terms of CFL receivers? Well, he's not really that high in my rankings, but, you know, hey, he was with, what, Toronto last year? And now he's going to Edmonton in a season that's not a season. Right now I'm not ranking anybody very high. Personal opinion. Charles, you take it. Uh, Amani Edwards is a good receiver, but I don't consider him upper echelon. He's kind of, I would say, a second, uh, a second tier receiver. I don't think he's a number one guy. Uh, he can get you a thousand yards, but I don't think he's a premier guy. I, I've never considered him like in the, anywhere near this, like uh, um, what's his name, um, Brian Burnham or anyone like that. I don't think he's in that class. But he's a good receiver, and he's a good addition for the Eskimos. Yeah, that's and that's good. All. Okay. Uh, Mark? Yeah, pretty much the same as Charles said. He's a very good receiver. He'll get you 1,000 yards. 
But is he top five, top ten? I don't think so. I'd put him in the top 20, top 15. Um, he'll make Edmonton a, better. So good move by them if we have a season, of course. But, yeah, so I think with, it's a good move by them. There's five receivers on a team, basically, right? Yep. Uh, so that nine teams, that means there's 45 receivers. You're saying he's top 20. So you're saying he's in the bet, in the upper half of the league. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, I don't disagree with that. No, nor am I. I'm just confirming things here, throwing stats out there that make no sense, but doing it anyhow. Oh, you found a YouTube thing. Okay, let's uh, move on. we got three minutes here. Uh, William, Amani Edwards, anything you've got to say about a, a receiver that's making too much money in the CFL? Yeah. Four words. Middle pack, who cares? <laughs> Absolutely Amen. correct. Okay, n- next on our agenda, Liam Hiralahu. Hula hoop. Has once again Hula Hoops going to the big show. Hula. Once again signed a contract with a NFL team. He's now with the LA Rams. Good for Liam. I hope he does well. Who knows? He's literally a punter, so he should be okay. Anybody got anything to say on this one? I'm going to go over here watching my two minutes. I mean, we used to, I mean, we used to make fun of that guy week in and week out because three or four years ago, he couldn't hit a field goal. He was standing five yards in front of the goal post. So, but he wasn't a field goal kicker. He was a punter. Mm-hmm. Right. He's gotten better at that though, too. He, he's got, he's still a great punter. So I'm sure that that's what he's doing down in the NFL. He's not going to go down there and be both positions because down there they don't usually have both positions by one guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, how many do you know that the, the what team in the NFL? William, real quick, i got to shut the show down. But uh, is there any team out there that has a kicker and a punter that's the same guy? Very William, few. William, turn your mic. Turn your mic on. No, I would say I would say in the NFL, no. In the NFL, that doesn't happen, does it? Well, it has, but it doesn't happen very often. No. Okay, okay. So uh, anyhow, uh, moving on. I got to shut up the show. Deontay Spencer signs with the Broncos. No big deal there. Let us go. Uh, get back to my show here. One minute left. Uh, this has been uh, Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 431, and I am your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, thank you very much for listening in on our uh, nothing-to-talk-about football show, because we have no football. Uh, anyhow, we, shit happened, and uh, we're going to do it. Go around the table now. Say goodnight, uh, Charles. Talk to the people. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you about something in a couple of weeks. Or next week, sorry, next next week, next, next week. Okay, Mark. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Okay, and William. Good night, everybody. And once again, we talked for two hours about nothing at all. 
See you next week. Yeah, but it was good good talking to you, Will. You know? It was fun nothing. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can do it next Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Cheers.